welcome to Ultra Modern Morons, a podcast about trying new things. It's right there in the title, folks. We try something new and we talk about it. I'm international fashion icon Joel. And I am Luke, the famous polo player. Luke, it's good to see you. How you been? I've been uh, pretty good. You know, I've been trying some new things recently. Uh, I thought I'd tell you about one of them. Cool. Yeah, spill the beans. What do you got? Yeah, so uh, so I've, I've been watching some... Uh, cooking shows lately. Um, I won't name any of them. Oh, uh, I don't know how copyright works, but I don't want to take any chances. So no, we just we don't want to give that free clout. Like <laughs> here on Ultraman Morons, you gotta pay for that. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't. I don't think they've earned it necessarily. Sure. Yeah. Is is I think an accurate statement to make for sure. But when watching these, I've realized you like you know. I like to think I know my way around a kitchen pretty well. Mm-hmm. But one thing I've never done before is bake a just plain old cake from scratch. Huh. Making my own batter and my own frosting. So so that's what I did. I uh, I pulled out an old cookbook we had laying around. It is actually uh, Better Homes and Gardens New Cookbook 16th Edition. Holy Basically cow. Has, has everything a home and a garden would need. <laughs> And 15 other editions, apparently. And 15 other editions. So this is like the creme de la creme peak cake recipe if they've been iterating on it that long, huh? They say it, it traces its origins all the way back to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ himself <laughs> penned edition number one of this cookbook. Well, I assume it was just an absolute religious experience then, right? It was. So I like I went as vanilla as possible in the literal sense i made a nice vanilla yellow cake with just a buttercream vanilla frosting oh yum i I didn't want any fanciness uh it went pretty good um i will i will say i don't think the cake was like that bad uh so I, i actually did two nine inch round layers separated by a layer of frosting and then obviously just you know frosting all over hmm and uh yeah overall like it was a it was a pretty good cake. Yum. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I, I had it. Uh some other people had it. They said it was like you know passable. Huh. They didn't puke. Okay. <laughs> well that's not a that's not exactly a ringing endorsement. It was just a shrug of the shoulders or were they just I mean being modest? Joel, how many people do you know that are gonna absolutely just start gnashing their teeth for, for yellow cake with vanilla frosting? <laughs> I don't know. I thought if they well, this will lead me to my question, but if you put like some real elbow grease into this, do you think they'd gas you up a bit and be like, wow, this is really good? Especially like when you say it came from scratch, that usually connotates just some real, like real love put into it, right? But I, okay, my question is, how long did this whole thing take you? Because it sounds like quite the ordeal. It, uh, it, I mean, it was just one continuous time period. I would say two and a half hours, three hours. Okay. All right, that's not that bad. Um, huh. I maybe cut it a bit close on the the cooling the cakes before putting the frosting on. Yeah, because uh, that's definitely the part I struggled most with. Uh, like during the actual baking of the cakes, I was like, I am killing this. You know, freaking <laughs> cooking shows here I come. I'm ready. <laughs> Great British break off. I'm I'm on my way. Bought my plane ticket already. <laughs> Pretty much, and then it got to putting you know, pen to paper, frosting on cake, and I just fell apart. <laughs> it just... <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I, you know, obviously, like any simpleton, I could slather it on top. Yeah. But it would just not stick to the sides. So oh, basically, you got you got a a nice, you know, two nice cakes with a nice layer of frosting on top, and then they're just showing this ass crack between them. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to really be prepared for that one when I try this. You'll send me the recipe, right? I'll, I'll, I'll send the you the recipes and, you know, I'll post, I'll post, uh, I took a few pictures of the finished cake. Um, I can post them on the Twitter just so everyone kind of, kind of knows what we're talking about. Good idea. So you can check UMM podcast on Twitter and all these pictures, mine, I assume if I managed to cobble together at least something resembling a cake, we'll be up there as well. And you can let us know what you think of it. But I'm looking forward to trying this. I think it's I think it's going to be fun. I haven't really done that much baking. But before that, can I tell you about what I did? This new thing I tried? I would love to hear it. All right. You're going to love this. So I was thinking about what to do. And we both, I think, are fairly creative people. But I haven't done too much artistic I haven't done too much flex in my artistic muscles. Mm -hmm. So for this episode, I followed a Bob Ross painting tutorial. Wow. Yeah. I picked, a, I actually Googled what's the easiest Bob Ross painting. <laughs> and I followed <laughs> you gotta that. You got to start one. low. Yeah, that's right. I figured, I figured, um, I figure my uh, skill scene is pretty low. So let me, before I, uh, detail it anymore. I'm going to send you two pictures. Okay. Uh, check your phone. The first one I'm going to send you is uh, Bobby Ross's version, my friend Robert. Um, I'll send you that. Let me know when you get it. Okay, I'm, I'm seeing this old, old BBR. Yep, that's definitely Bob Ross. <laughs> this is a classic Ross. So this is from season one of the show, and it's the final episode of season one. And he actually, he has his son on to like read him questions. And it's oh, really wow. endearing. They're like dressed up like, I mean, rightfully so, but they're just straight up out of the 70s. It gives a, <laughs> it gives a really good energy and really inspires you to paint. Okay, I'm going to send you another picture. Uh, I know this isn't too conducive for an audio medium, so I guess I'll describe it. But we'll put these pictures up on the Twitter as well. It's, it's, a, it's a calm forest lake scene with mountains in the background. It's very just serene. All right, here comes mine. Let me know when you get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I see, I see the resemblance. Um, I think the the pond portion of this was a bit lost in translation. <laughs> it looks like just okay. a a field of, uh, I mean, essentially just weeds. <laughs> leading up to a couple of evergreens and then a nice <laughs> nice you know bold mountain peak you know actually the more i look at this the more i think you might be onto something here really who's, who's the who's the uh the the uh media or movie production is it paramount <laughs> yeah i mean they're a company i i think this could be their new logo <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now I have to Photoshop like a Paramount <laughs> graphic into this and we will put this again. We'll put this on the Twitter so you can see it and see what we're talking about. So, Luke, to say I to say I really beefed it, I think is an understatement. It's not even really capturing the essence of the original photo. It's a more like a Picasso interpretation of what Bob Ross is going for. <laughs> and let me explain why. Okay, this this is way harder than it looks. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I'll, I'll take you on a little journey, Luke. Join me on this little tale. <laughs> I'm here for it. Okay, so I had to do a little research, right? And Bob Ross is a wet-on-wet -wet painter. That sounds like a crazy spring break, but it's actually a painting style huh. where you use oil-based paints and you slather it all on a, a stretch canvas before it has time to dry. That's where you get the mixing. You have these happy little accents and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. To say I had a lot of, it's basically all happy little accents in my painting. It's not very good. But <laughs> it's not very happy either. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a sad, miserable little painting. He'll, um, he'll start with actually, he'll paint a thin layer of just white on the whole canvas to start a little like base of wet paint. And then he'll, he'll go from there. And it's like, I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. that's actually pretty smart. Huh. But I went to Walmart and I spent $16 on painting supplies. <laughs> I bought some, I bought some paints, some oil-based paints. I bought uh, some stretch canvas and I bought this variety pack of 
brushes and I'm sitting there. I, I have my laptop. I'm ready to paint. I'm, I'm getting swept away by the sonic tones of Bob Ross's voice. And one of the first questions he answers prompted by his son is talking about like why some viewer asked a question about like why their um why their like shadows don't look as good or something like that and he basically says like well you want a good brush you might not you might be using like a nylon tipped brush and that's what you don't want if someone's <laughs> trying to sell you a nylon tipped brush you like you say no you want this type of brush and i looked over to my nylon tipped brushes <laughs> oh, no. and, I, and i said oh this will probably be okay and it was not okay it was really hard it, he He's able to use this bigger brush and he's able to like dab it in a way that I just couldn't because it clumped together. I've seen clips of him and yeah, he he uses like basically a paint roller to get the fucking <laughs> he basically He basically has like a foot wide, like it looks like a horse's mane. It's like a, it's like a broom that he's out there dabbing. It's insane. He just brings a horse and grabs it by the ass and just starts moving it around. It slathers it on. And I'm over here like trying to use my cat and it just was nothing. But... Yeah, so the I mean, for what's worth, the actual process was pretty fun. I was a couple brewskis in, so I was kind of in a good headspace. Yeah, and I was listening. To, I was I've been really big on the Doom 2016 soundtrack recently, mm-hmm. so I was listening to that on my speaker and had Bob Ross playing at the same time. So I had some <laughs> I had some mixed messages coming from me, and it all resulted in this painting, which again we'll put on the Twitter. Uh, so the whole thing was pretty fun. Um, I will send you the video tutorial so you can try it. I'm excited to see what yours looks like to see if you can somehow. I, hey, I'm excited to pop some brewskis and give it a go as well. I think that's a core ingredient. Bob Ross, I'm pretty sure before every taping would pop a few brewskis and then be like, all right, let's do this. And then he just stumble onto set. Well, Joel, that sounds like a, a riveting experience. Uh, it was. I'll be, I'll be sure to give it a go, and I'm expecting a cake in the mail from you in about a week as well. <laughs> okay, I'll save you a slice. All right, but well, we will get back together in segment two of the episode. Stay tuned. In the meantime, please enjoy 15 seconds of retro 80s pop music. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I hope you enjoyed the 15 seconds of good, good stock music we just played for you. Luke, what's going on? What's happening? Well, Joel, uh, this past weekend, I actually went for a hike in the in the woods to a waterfall to really unlock my inner Bob Ross and get within nature before I painted the nature. Oh, good. Some like real world inspiration. Yeah, yeah. I was very inspired and I just internalized that. Nice. But then the next day, I just basically took a big old fat shit on a, on a canvas. <laughs> oh, no, that's no good. Yeah, it, it did not go well, I will say. Uh, you know, I watched the video first before I started painting. Oh, smart. And I got to say, Bob Ross, just, you know, a quality guy. Yeah, stand-up uh, dude. Uh, I think he, I mean, yeah, he's just a stand-up dude. Very calm. Yeah. Very nurturing, you know, doesn't doesn't make you feel flustered while you're painting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, th- I think this his good naturedness has been kind of memed on. Uh, it was a little a little unfortunate that he's been, uh, you know, his entire being's been kind of diluted into a meme of like happy little accidents. But yeah, it is what it is. You know, I'm just an old guy here ranting about the youth. Well, we're those like purest Bob Ross fans. We appreciate him for the craft and the artsmanship. None of this like Reddit joke humor that we're way above, right? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Uh, we're, you know, literally 10,000 IQ. Like connoisseurs of the finer things in life. So you watched the whole thing through once before you even picked up a paintbrush? 
Yes, because I had no idea what paint supplies I would need. <laughs> okay, so already, I, look, I'll say you already are off to a way better start than I was because I just went in blind. I was just like assuming these are the things I need. That's how I ended up with the nylon tip brushes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I went in knowing that I didn't need nylon tip brushes <laughs> and I thought I got natural bristle brushes. Oh, nice. But I don't think it's what I needed. Oh. The packaging just said bristle brush. I think it was just telling me that it's a brush with bristles, which I'm pretty sure is all brushes. But yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> Every brush has bristles. But I'm telling you, when I when I was watching his video and I looked at his brush and I looked at my brush, they did not look the same. Oh, shoot. So we both struck out when it came to brushes. Well, and then, like, I, I did a lot of prep. I tried to get the natural bristle brushes. Uh-huh. And then within in the video, he says, you know, look at your paint, squeeze it out. If it sticks up like three quarters of an inch, you got good paint. Yeah. I do that with my paint after I buy it. I don't know why. It's not like I was going to return it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And uh, yeah, sure enough, you know, I got a, I got a, you know, solid inch stiffy out of my, out of my paint <laughs> tube. That's pretty good. So I'm, I'm good to go. And, and it just fell apart after that. When you actually had to execute on the on the painting itself, just no go. When I had to execute on the painting, it was just a no go. And I feel like, you know, I've been for the past uh, how long has it been? 6 minutes, 5 minutes, you know, I've been I've been praising Bob Ross his painting skills, his presentation. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Honestly though, that show kind of just a dog shit tutorial. Just from Take it from back. a tutorial teaching you how to paint. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> Cuz you also have to put yourself in the mindset of somebody in the 70s. Like imagine you know, we're we're Joel and Luke in the 70s and we decide we want to start painting and Bob Ross just comes on the telly, you know, PBS at noon. It's like what are we going to do? Get our get our uh paint supplies together real quick. You know, it's like you can't rewind or anything. It's it's Yeah. <laughs> Ellie, what are you going to do? The amount of times I had to pause the video to catch up to him was just astronomical. (laughs) It was out of this world how many times I paused and quick caught up to where he was going. Like, there's no other way to do it, right? Yeah. And then I actually, after I painted my painting, I went back and watched season one, episode one. Oh. And throughout that, he gives like a good setup of like what colors you need, what supplies Okay. And I'm just like, man, back in the day, if you missed that, like the ship has sailed. <laughs> that That's fair. We jumped in at the climax of the season, right? Like he probably is assuming is like, okay, if you're watching this, you know how to hold a paintbrush. And I'm out here like <laughs> gripping it, like full fist in my paintbrush, trying, trying, trying to make it work. And it was just not happening. That being said, I feel like, you know, uh, now I've given you enough excuses from why my painting sucks. I okay. think you should maybe, I sent it to you a little earlier, maybe pull up your phone and, and you can see the final product. Let me, let me look at this. <laughs> what? How did, how did you even end up with this? What is this? Well, you see, I started strong with the mountains. Um, <laughs> oh my. I mean, they look like mountains at least. Yeah, they're great. Uh, the sky I thought was fine. It's blue. Yeah, it's very blue. But once I got to the trees, like, holy cow, I just could not like I was just like trying to, you know, press my brush up up on the canvas like he was telling. And it was just making just blobs. (laughs) I don't know what was happening. So eventually I'm just like, I'm just going to paint this all green. I'll just draw a few little trees. I'll put some blue on the bottom. I'm going to call it a day. Oh, my goodness. It looks like. It's a blue sky with two mountaintops, and it looks like a green, like, wave of water that two blobs are sitting on with, like, lines in them. I know those are supposed to be bushes, but (laughs) oofa doofa, my guy. Yeah, 
did not go well. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the final result is nothing to hang in the art museum, but did you have fun with it? Was it an enjoyable experience or were you frustrated? That's the million dollar question. I didn't hate it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I'll do it again. No, that's fair. Maybe I'll put on a Bob Ross video to fall asleep to sometime, but... You know, I'm not I'm not following along with old Robert again. I wonder how many people watch Bob Ross just to relax or do, I don't know, just have something on in the background. Like what percentage of people actually tune in to try to paint something? It's got to be a small, small minority, right? Yeah. I mean, this past over the uh, the quarantine, the pandemic, I think in uh, on the BBC was airing reruns like all the way through of the of Bob Ross. Oh yeah, painting. I remember seeing that. Yeah. She thinking about it, it's kind of kind of, you know, like kind of cool, but also kind of a, you know, kick in the nuts. You know, you're spending all day taking online classes or in online meetings and you know, you can barely get your point across or anything substantial during those. I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> and then you tune in, you're trying to relax and paint and now you've got some guy you know, from the 70s, just, you know, absolutely showing you up and painting <laughs> and you can't even you can't even unmute yourself to, to ask questions. Man, sounds like someone in this call took this pretty personally. Ouch, dude. <laughs> Listen, you know, I I grew up in a generation where everything I've done is correct. You know, I okay. don't think I've ever made a mistake before. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And to now see just this absolute abomination of a painting I produced <laughs> has really altered my psyche. <laughs> In retrospect, it makes me feel a lot better about my painting. If if anyone listening wants to see these paintings, both mine and Luke's, you can go to our Twitter at UMM Podcast to check it out. There's something to behold, that's for sure. So Joel, I uh I lived, I I loved, I lost through this painting experience. How how'd the cake baking go for you? The cake baking experience was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It was, um, I, I had all the ingredients in my house on Saturday. And so I just got everything ready, got it all out and just like went to town. And like you, I was just killing it. Like I, I was, I don't know, it was very enjoyable. I, like you, have not had much experience um, like baking something from scratch, like cake or cookies or muffins or whatever. So this is all new to me. Mm-hmm. But the home and garden new cookbook version 16 that's what it is right like they made it so easy yeah it's 16th edition yeah. i thought it was really simple to follow on the instructions like it's hard to mess up it is they especially before the recipe they give you some like cake baking basics that makes it very hard for for you to mess up it's like um I feel like it's like technology in a way. This is a hill I will die on. Like if you say like, oh, I'm just not like a computer guy or like, oh man, I'm just not a baking guy. It's like, okay, you're just not even trying. Like I'm I'm a huge klutz and I managed to make a pretty good looking cake. I'm going to send you a picture or two. Okay. That little messy on the edges, but. Okay. I mean- so here's why. Here's why. I, I started off by putting a thin layer of frosting in between, like a really thin one because I wasn't sure how much it would take to cover the outside. So it was like a little too thin. Mm-hmm. And then when I had, um, like you, any schlub can cover the top. And I knew you had trouble putting frosting on the outer edge. And so I, to compensate, put so much on and instantly shoved it in the fridge to try to cool and harden it. And it just did not work. And it all just schlubbed down the sides. So I have like these pools of frosting at the bottom of the cake. Well, I uh, I've I noticed it's on a plate in the in this picture. Yeah. Did you try? Did you frost it on? Well, I guess that's a pretty big plate. Yeah, it's like a platter. Okay, because I I just had it on a normal dinner plate at first. Yeah, I saw that in your picture. And uh, trying to 
that also didn't help when I was trying to frost the edges mm-hmm. just because it like kind of flares up and it was interfering with my like uh, my silicone spatula and stuff. Yeah. So I eventually I had to do like this this surgery essentially to transfer the cake from there <laughs> to like this plastic baking sheet that's that was flat so I could finish it and then transfer it back for the picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this was my this what you see is what you get here. It was like I made the cake on this platter. That's why there's so much frosting all <laughs> like flicked around. It doesn't look very presentable because I just like made it all right there. But the picture you sent me, you texted me a photo of the cookbook that had the recipe. I mean, you sent me a couple pages of um, or a couple photos of a couple pages. And it was sort of like a wide picture of the whole page and it's small font on the page. And so I was zooming in on your like pixelated photo. And I was like, does that say one third cup of butter or two thirds cup of butter? Like I was guessing on some of these ingredients, but it ended up working out pretty well because I think it, I I don't know. I mean, it baked fine and the frosting was really good. And I actually, I got good reactions from most people. My family really liked it. I mean, I got like big thumbs up. They said it was really good. I don't know if they just like feel bad for me. So like that's, <laughs> that's an option. Like, man, this is the first time Joel's been in the kitchen. You know, <laughs> this could be a new passion. We could finally get him out of the basement for once. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, that's great, bud. Good job. I brought in a slice to um, my friend Dave at work and he was like, yeah, man, this is really good. And I was just like chest puffed up, like, all, like a h- huge hot shot. Like my... My sense of pride and accomplishment was actually through the roof. No meme. Like I, I was very proud to make this cake. Yeah. The, that's interesting that you bring up that you brought it to work because that's been a, a point of contention. Oh, uh, you know, a, a real strain on my personal life in, in the past, the past week. See, after I baked my cake, my wife tried it and you know, she thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. Like it was, yeah. it was a good cake. Yeah. But you know, to, to prevent ourselves from eating an entire cake by ourselves i said you should bring it into work you know just just get out of here yeah and she just refused i'm Why? like listen if you're telling me this is a good cake then take it into work what's the issue yeah if you're proud of me yeah why did she not do it i think her excuse was that it would be mistreated in the break room essentially like it's some what? it's it would i'm trying to think her, her you know her just asinine reasoning <laughs> <laughs> okay let's be nice here <laughs> no, no I, I was trying to think of her her reason i think it was because uh she thought just because it was like loose on a plate it would go stale really easily just sitting out mm. in the open which i can see That's and then fair. you know it would just like you know one person would take a slice and then after a few hours it would start getting like going bad and nobody else would eat it yeah, we get all moldy, right, as cakes do. Which I can see. <laughs> so what, do you still have a bunch of cakes sitting in your counter right now? I'll be honest, we, uh, we I don't know, got like halfway through, then we're just kind of like, we can't keep eating this, oh. so we dumped it. Oh, man, I got a little sad. That's kind of a morose ending to this cake journey, right? Uh, my cake lived a very fulfilling life. It was well-loved while it was around. It died young. But, you know, just like a, like a horse that's broken its leg in the field you, you sometimes you just got to put down the things you love oh, okay that's fair i mine lived a very fulfilled very happy life and it fed a, a good amount of people and people loved it so i'm kind of i'm kind of a hot shot around the house right now because of this cake there's been a lot of jokes like oh like you're gonna have to make that again or like oh like so-and-so's birthday is coming up you're gonna make another one and i'm a little like is this all it takes? Like, it's a recipe any bozo could do. And now I'm like the cake guy. The cake guy. <laughs> I kind of like it. But it's also like, I really didn't do anything special. Like, it's a lot of butter and a lot of sugar. And I just smashed it all together <laughs> in an oven. 
No, I mean, it's super straightforward. It really, it's, it's made me, you know, look back on my childhood, uh, you know, like Thanksgivings, when you have a, a grandma or an aunt that brings a pie and it's just like, oh man, this is just so great. How do you do it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I, I know your tricks now. <laughs> I've unlocked your grandma. <laughs> grandma, you've got nothing on me, Ruth. I thought the actually um, the frosting was the most interesting part because it was really good. It's all powdered sugar, like 100% powdered sugar. But like it took it. What did it take? Like 15 minutes? Oh, the frosting. Yeah, it was. It, I was really surprised. I thought frosting was always like a much more involved process. No, it's yeah. just if you have an electric uh, blender or not blender, uh, whisk. Yeah, yeah, mixer. It's just yeah, whip that thing out. I remember younger eating, going to my grandparents' house, and she always had cupcakes with uh, frosting made from scratch. I was like, this is unconceivable. Like, the gods themselves have come down and blessed her with this knowledge. <laughs> Turns out it's just like powdered sugar in, a, in like an electric mixer. It's crazy. I mean, it's good. Like, yeah. it's really good. But it's like, huh, I, I wonder what else. <laughs> I wonder what else in the universe is just a simple like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> like, this isn't too complicated at all. I like, too, how the recipe is like for everything. It's like, oh, three-fourths cup butter, you know, half a cup of milk. But for the the powdered sugar, it's just like two pounds. Yeah. Just <laughs> well, what it said, it says eight cups, parentheses, two pounds. I was like, what? <laughs> oh my god. I took that by by, you know, I took that as gospel as well. I just went to the store and got a two pound bag and oh, did you? like this is eight cups. I don't care what you tell me. <laughs> I counted out each cup individually and I said it out loud so I'd remember. So I'm I'm in there in the kitchen like an idiot going three. <laughs> it was honestly at the end of the day it was a lot of fun to make this i really enjoyed it that's a good suggestion on your part no yeah cooking baking it's it's a good time and it's like i think it can be daunting at first but i mean especially if you're just following a recipe like we did no no issue well this was another successful episode luke i had a lot of fun with these two both of them were really enjoyable to me as did i well, thank you so much for listening today to uh, Ultramodern Morons. If you like this episode, you can follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere podcasts are found. And uh, give us five stars if you feel so inclined. Um, we'll be back in, what, Luke, two weeks? I think two weeks, probably uh, May 1st. May 1st. Whenever I get um, whenever I get my 15 minutes of free time uh, um, from the chains in the basement. But uh, <laughs> we'll come back and we'll record more, uh, <laughs> more good, good podcast. Adios. Adios. Thanks for listening. <laughs>